Welcome to the Healthy Jacks Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you find the best ways to stay healthy and keep moving in Jacksonville. My name is Dr. Peter Yu, and I am a performance physical therapist here in Jacksonville and the host of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with the right health and fitness information that is not only practical, but evidence-based as well. I also have the pleasure of highlighting some of the top health and fitness professionals around here so that you can stay up to date on the latest information. My goal as a performance physical therapist is to help educate and empower athletes and active adults to take control of their own health so that they can get out of pain, optimize their performance, and build true longevity for life. You can find us on Instagram at The Healthy Jacks Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. The Healthy Jacks Podcast is sponsored by MotionRx Health and Performance. At MotionRx, we specialize in helping athletes and active adults overcome injuries and get back to their sports and activities they love pain-free. Head to MotionRxHealth.com to find out how we can help you move better, feel better, and live an active, fulfilling life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jacks Podcast. This is Dr. Peter uh, from Motion RX. Uh, this is episode 14, uh, if you can believe that. But today I have uh, the awesome pleasure of bringing on Caitlin Sharp from the Orange Blossom, uh, which is a phenomenal uh, massage uh, studio here in Jacksonville, Florida. She's going to tell us a lot more about that. Caitlin, what's up? Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So what's going on? How's your day been? It's been great so far. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, so um, what's what's the name behind the Orange Blossom? Um, well, the Orange Blossom is the Florida State flower, if you didn't know. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of wanted to use the word studio to encompass um, different modalities and services that we may offer there because we did start with just massage and skincare, but I did have the intention from the beginning to branch out into yoga and Thai massage, which we're now offering, so just kind of like an all-encompassing word, not just like massage space. So, yeah, and I just, I mean, I love plants and flowers, so the orange blossom was kind of just a natural thing. Love it. What's and, your uh, yeah. What's your favorite uh, like plant? Are you, is your Plant. studio like decked it's out? It's full in, of plants. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's uh, it's kind of like a second job, just having to be a, a plant waterer. <laughs> yeah, a plant a plant mom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, my favorite one. I don't know. I really love like herbs like lavender and mint and um, just growing them. They're just really pretty and smell nice. Yeah, obviously, plus, yeah now, now you have a studio that smells phenomenal. Yeah. Right? Well, we don't have those in there yet, but I've got lots of basic houseplants like Monstera and philodendron, things like that. So it's mm-hmm. really nice. Hopefully you'll come see it someday. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I I need to swing by the studio sometime and ch- yeah. check it out. Um, what's that called? A, a grape? Uh, grape something there's a there's a there's a uh, plant called a grape grape leaf i think a grape leaf plant i don't know i mean um, i know what grape leaves are but yeah but it's like it's a grape leaf plant that i've been like kind of nourishing and trying to um make it grow and thrive um okay. at my place but it's unfortunately kind of on its last dying leaves and stuff so i unfortunately am not a good uh plant dad you know some of them die. It's just how it is. <laughs> I, I've killed a lot, but luckily these in the studio. Have yeah, been and then well. and then you learn like, <laughs> hey, this is what not to do. Exactly, plant, right? it's well, all experimenting. Mm-hmm. 
Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to dive a little bit more yeah. deeper into, you know, your business as well as um, massage therapy and stuff. But, you know, before we get started, let's kind of give our listeners a little bit, um, you know, a little peek into kind of, you know, your personality as well as, um, you know, a little bit about who you are. So um, let's start off with these two questions that we ask everyone. Yeah. So um, favorite place to eat in Jacksonville. I know you, you mentioned you've been in Jacksonville for quite some time now, right? Yeah, I have. So I lived in Jacksonville for about 21 years. Um, I've lived in the Riverside area for about 10. And in yeah. my opinion, that's the best area of town mm-hmm. for food. Um, I mean, I'm really close to San Marco as well, which has some great restaurants. But I think Riverside, really, that area is just probably the best. Um, but I feel like my favorite is always evolving. But as of lately, it's a little place called Buckner's Beer Hall. Okay, yeah. Um, I know exactly. Yep. Okay, I know exactly. Cool. Uh, right on yeah. Uh, Edgewood, right? Yeah, it's yep. kind of got like a Tucked speakeasy away. format. Yep. It's behind the yeah. uh, the cigar smoke shop. Sm- yeah. Yeah, smoke shop. Yep. yeah, so it's awesome German food. It's a very beautiful setting inside. They have great German beer, and um, I think they have a gr- good wine selection as well. Um, they have amazing charcuterie boards that are like three feet long. You get the <laughs> large ones. So I'm a huge fan of that. Um, and a friend of ours owns it, Jason. So, oh, nice. Yeah, he's awesome. He's put a lot of great work into the place. And we were actually just there um, last weekend for Oktoberfest. So that was one of the best meals I've had in a very long time. What do they put out for Oktoberfest? Um, you know, that was some sort of pork shank dish. And I had um, this really amazing kraut. I lo- I'm a big kraut and kimchi fan, too. Mm-hmm. So that was on the side with um, some spetzel. Spetzel. So, what's, what's a spetzel? That, okay, so my boyfriend's German, too. So it's some sort of, like, flour and water mix. It's like a thick pasta noodle that comes out, and they season it a certain way. Ooh. I don't know what it is, but it's so good. It's kind of like a dumpling. Sounds really like good. Like a spirally little dumpling. Uh-huh. And they yeah. boil that, or they fry it? Um, Boiled. Boiled. Yes. Spetzel. Delicious. I'll definitely yeah. have to check, check, check that out. out next time. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. beer garden. Yes. Or town beer. hall. What's, what's that? It, what's it called? It's beer. B- Buckner's, Buckner's Beer Hall. Buckner's Beer Hall. Yes, right, I cool. haven't been to Town Hall yet, but I was like, they're they're right it. next to each other tonight. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Sue. Okay, cool. And then um, second question: If you had to, what would you title this chapter of your life right now? Um, this was a tough one for me. Um, I went with a quote that's actually from one of my um, favorite authors and spiritual speakers. Her name is Gabby Bernstein. Okay. But um, she has this concept that she talks about. It's called lifting the veil. So um, I'm Sounds kind of, deep. Tell me yeah, more. Yeah, it's a little deep. Um, but I'm comparing that to this point of my life because I feel like a lot of things that I have worked for and wanted the past several years of my life are coming into um, more into focus. And I feel that I've made um, you know certain changes and paid more attention to those things in order to give them the support they need to happen. So I'm really excited. I've got a lot of goals, um, especially like for the business and for myself that mm-hmm. are that are coming closer to, I guess, happening. So it's really great and exciting. So I think um, just on the note of like clarifying things and coming into focus, like lifting a veil and seeing what is in front of me. Mm-hmm. So That's awesome. I love yeah. that. I feel like a lot of times, you know, we have like so many like just – goals and stuff that's just kind of all over the place we're being pulled yeah. in like so many different directions and stuff that's like again so so hard to focus on just you it know is. one thing and um a lot of times that can actually hinder some of our progress and stuff and totally. so um i think that's phenomenal that you know hey clarifying your goals yeah. really focusing on you know what what's that one thing that really matters um mm-hmm. yeah i mean do you mind sharing what what that we, is yeah sure i mean and even just like being a business owner i'm sure you can relate it just like you know and then you're you're a care provider so your main focus is typically just you know 
I'm very passionate about making sure everyone else feels good. But a lot of times, you know, you're like, well, what about me? I've got this busted shoulder and stuff. I'm like, well, I've just been ignoring this for months. And with my case, my hip. So I feel like I'm, I've been getting stronger, like physically this year and really starting to really, um, pay attention to what my body needs physically. And, um, yeah, I feel like I've gotten to the point with my business to where I can actually start doing some further steps into my career that I've been wanting to do for some time. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not sure which one's going to come first, but I've been wanting to um, start yoga training, so oh, yeah. be a yoga teacher. And um, I've also been interested for a very long time in herbalism certification. So I don't know what, what I'm going to do first, but I'm just ready to learn more. I'm always say I'm like for a forever student. I don't I never wanted to just do massage. I want to be able to help people in any um, alternative and holistic way possible mm -hmm. just to help people live great lives and feel good. I love that. Yeah. And so how did you, you know, fall into this, um, you know, career of, you know, wanting to help people, you know, f feel better, like, I guess, almost, almost this healthcare, um, yeah. healthcare realm, like, was this something that you always knew you wanted to do as, as a kid growing up? You know, were you, expo were you exposed to massage, um, you know, at a very young age? Not at all. Um, I wish I would have been. But um, so my experience with massage, um, I guess I'll just start with like, why I I guess like why I got into it in the first place. Yeah. But um, so when I was around, I think like 10 or 11 years old, they did this uh, test at school where they have you bend over and they check your spine for scoliosis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if all schools did that, but the tiny town I was living in in Alabama certainly did. Uh, they sent a letter home. I, I grew up in New Jersey and we, okay. we did that as well too. Every every yeah. every summer, yeah. First yeah. thing first thing we did when, we, when school opened up. It's kind of an odd thing, right? Are they like, who are those people? <laughs> Yeah, it's, well, it's just like, you know, as as a, as a kid, if you are to kind of catch uh, scoliosis, um, it's one of those, if you, the earlier you catch it at a younger age, you know, the of better course. chance of you are kind of Preventing fixing it. Yeah. Fixing it, yeah. So, um, so, yes, apparently they thought that, you know, they diagnosed me with scoliosis. They sent a letter home saying mm -hmm. it needed to be seen about. Um, I want to say probably in the next year or so is when we moved to Jacksonville. Okay. Um, so... We started seeing a doctor about it. Uh, my sister and I ironically went through the same scoliosis journey at the same time. Um, but they said that we had moderate to severe scoliosis. Mm. Um, the doctor that we went to was not very, um, I guess they didn't take like a holistic approach. I can't even remember, honestly, it was so long ago if it was like a VA doctor because my dad was in the Navy mm -hmm. or what it was. But it was pretty much like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put you in a back brace 23 hours a day. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I'm 11, mind you. I'm yeah. in middle school. Kids are mean. Try, I was trying like, to get through life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, and then of course, on top of that, I exempt from PE, anything physical in school. And they're like, be very careful. Don't hurt yourself. And I'm like, Jesus, is this me now? Like, I'm just like wrapped in a bubble. Mm -hmm. So obviously that created a lot of arguments with my parents because I don't think I even wore that thing a whole day to school. Like, <laughs> it, I couldn't even take in a full breath in it. It was yeah. pretty terrible. Um, sleeping in it as well. Mm -hmm. So essentially you just take it off to shower and then you put it back on. And then they, I, I guess their whole intent was just, just to force me back into a straight normal spine. Um, but also, you know, kids, as I later found out, the more like I learned about the spine and the body, um, their spines are so supple. Mm -hmm. There's so much you can do with it. So, and then it, shortly after graduating school, I worked alongside a chiropractor and learned that Kids can fall off their bike or on their butt, and their their whole spine can be out of whack for a little while, and it can kind of get stuck that way. 
but that's not something that you need to go in and give that aesthetic fix of putting rods onto a spine. Mm -hmm. So I skipped ahead. Sorry. So, um, so we did the brace for a little while that didn't exactly. And you got rods. Oh yeah. I had Uh rods on my spine. Uh, My sister and I both had scoliosis surgery. So needless to say that brace didn't really work and they were like, okay, well this is our other, this is the only other solution. Mm -hmm. We're going to go into your back. We're going to cut your back from mid thoracic area to lumbar. We're going to drill these two titanium rods into your spine. And then um, they also did a spinal fusion around T5, T6. Okay. So, um, and I honestly don't remember having much back pain before I had this surgery, which, yeah. you know, I'll try to keep that quiet. But yeah, <laughs> that's what we did. Um, so that was a pretty tough experience. I had never even broken a bone, anything like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was out of school for about three months. So I had to do virtual, virtual schooling. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very, very particular about like, when you go back to school, you still can't do PE, be very careful with everything. And like, so like for, for so long in my early teen years, I was just like afraid to do any sort of like real physical activity because mm-hmm. they were like, Oh, you might, something might fall off or you might pop a rod or a screw. And we just, I don't, I don't think I really knew much about it too. I was just following what doctors said and yeah. obviously my parents. And I, I don't think that they really had like, um, you know, they didn't know, they never got massages. They didn't know much about PT and everything. So they were just doing what they knew was best for me. So, um, massage, PT, yoga, nothing like that was ever mentioned. And, um, yeah, I really do think that if we would have taken that route, it could have been really awesome. Maybe even changed my path. I wouldn't have had to have surgery. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wasn't a super active kid, but I wasn't like super lazy or anything yeah. this is before we had phones in our hands you know i was i went out with my kid mm-hmm. or with my friends yeah, as a kid go biking and play. yeah playing yeah. play around the neighborhood yeah but um yeah so i i do think that a lot of issues with um posture and spinal things like that even though they say it's scoliosis sometimes they say oh you're born with this this could be very dangerous if we don't do the surgery you can correct that we can straighten out the spine i doubt i had any like ab or core strength like my QLs all those important muscles that hold the structure of your back I doubt that they were very developed at that point but I you know just I I think that that's a very important thing to tell everyone about so that kind of like you know that's my background from Mm -hmm. that I had what a story yeah what a journey pretty crazy um so every I think I think when I was 15 that was my first time that I went back to the doctor saying that I have pain yeah so, and so that was, you were, you were uh, 10 when you had the surgery? Um, I was, okay, so I turned 12 the day before I went to the hospital. Okay. So I was 12. Man, what a birthday present. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> I had a cake and I was like crying. I was like, no. You're going to the hospital. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I had friends over and tried to make it like a fun last little shebang, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. So... Yeah, I think when I was 15, I went in for the first time to the doctor and complained of pain. So this was like an ongoing thing for a few years after I did have issues. Mm -hmm. And there was one spot specifically that I um, pointed at and they're like, oh, well, that's just a screw sticking out of your back. It's just because you're thin. That's just what it is. Here's 800 milligrams ibuprofen. And I'm like, okay, I I guess this is just, I have to accept my fate. Um, And then on and off throughout the next few years and before I was 20, I would have issues here and there, like just mostly like having pain in the spine or in my lower back. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't remember very strongly, but I don't think I went to PT for very long, if at all. Mm -hmm. And I can't even tell you 
really if the, if the exercises actually improved what my situation was mm-hmm. so i don't i feel like that was just kind of a constant thing and most of the time they were just giving me medicine like ibuprofen and telling me or a muscle relaxer and i remember trying to take those and not being able to wake up in the morning and just feeling like a zombie and i was still still and, young and, and I'm you like, were 15 at the time right yeah in between oh 15 God. 16 it's 17 crazy. yeah yeah so they didn't even really harp much on the pt so that i think i just had a few visits that's why it's not very memorable to me and um, mostly just medicine. And I was just told, like, this is, well, that you just have scoliosis. You're going to be in pain forever. And I'm like, that sucks. I don't want to accept I hate that. that yeah. yeah, I hate it. So um, around the age of probably, like, 20, I went to somewhere in town for PT. I want to say I went to uh, JOI. And um, they actually prescribed me massage therapy as part of my treatment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't know anything about this. Doubt it's going to help me because, you know, I'm, I'm in pain for life, remember? So we went in there. I got I, maybe just like a 30-minute massage. And I remember just like, whoa, this is amazing. I, like, I'm literally feeling my pain melt away yeah. as she's working my, my tissue and my muscle. So afterwards, I was just like, almost had tears in my eyes. And I was like talking to the massage therapist. I'm like, I didn't know that I, that I could. Be without pain? Yeah, I didn't know that this awesome. was possible. And, and then I, it kind of just like started like clicking to me that what I had been feeling for so long was muscular tension. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're, you're, you have rods drilled into your spine and the majority of your spine is not moving like a normal spine should, all that muscle and tissue that's connected to it is not moving either. Mm-hmm. So I had a ton of just like years of like scar tissue and built up tension and knots and just stuck stuff from not being able to move and stretch um, like a normal back should. So that was life changing for me, mm-hmm. obviously. And then um, here and there I would get massages every now and then, not not very often. I want to say like maybe once every year or two. And then it fi- I finally just um, it, it just really hit me that that's something that I cannot do without in my life. Um, I want to say like in my early twenties also, I had a few friends who were either massage therapists or have had uh, great experiences with it. And, um, we just kind of had conversations and it led me to just, I, I didn't know what I was doing at that point in my life either with like my career. I was like in and out of school thinking I wanted to be an environmental scientist, like taking a few classes here and there. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. And then I was just like, you know what? This school is like 15 months. If I don't wind up liking this, whatever, at least I have some skills started. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I started school and started learning more about anatomy and physiology and how the, the whole body works, I was just like, I love this. This is my thing mm-hmm. for sure. I want to help people and I want to show people that you don't always have to have uh, take the surgery route or just take pills in order yeah. to not feel pain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's basically how I got into it. And I'm, I feel like, you know... It, it sucks what I went through at such yeah, a young sure. age, but it's okay because honestly, becoming a mas- massage therapist has helped me to manage my back better than I ever have been able to. Mm-hmm. So it's not really an issue now. I have all of these tools and have met so many amazing people that are like pros and are passionate about helping people that are in certain um, positions like I was. So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much my story of how I got started. Man, yeah. that is an <laughs> incredible story. Yeah. And I think like having that... Um, background and you know going through it yourself you're able to relate to you know so many people that you 
treat all the time like on such like a more personal level you know like hey like hey i was in your situation yeah like hey it doesn't have to be like that absolutely i think that's that's phenomenal and i'm super happy and you know happy for you that you're able to kind of find that um man that is crazy i wish i had some like (laughs) super cool story story like that but well man it's just yeah that that just kind of shows i mean like medical system so freaking broken to this area it's like hey like hey you're in pain okay well you have to live with it first of all and then here are some medications that you can take um in order to ease in you're 15 at the time and your doc's like like that's ridiculous right it is ridiculous and you know it especially with just like that was that was their only regimen for me like Mm -hmm. they were just like oh no we absolutely have to do surgery and then come to find out like i just started doing more research on on like um that whole surgery like the the scoliosis rod surgery like later on and it's like man it's kind of uh it's frustrating to read the stories about it now because it's not really done that Mm -hmm. much now and it's like this whole like you know so many doctors will be like that's just an aesthetic fix that doesn't fix the problem i'm like well yeah well of course but and it was a very um, pushed thing with pharmaceutical companies yep. around that time. So I was like, oh, my God, I want to just uh, explode. It's it's so infuriating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all right. I'm alive. I'm good. <laughs> I'm curious to see, like, I mean, obviously it's, it was years ago, but like mm-hmm. just the degree of uh, scoliosis you you had, right, the, in terms of like the curve. Because, again, with like yeah. more and more like um, recent research, it's like people can have I guess what they what we call um, like functional scoliosis, right? Uh-huh. So you, they have like some degree of curve to their um, spine, but it's not to but they're completely functional, right? So it's like it's not enough to kind of cause any kind of pain or you know severe limitations in there. And so right. I was just I don't know. I mean like especially with like a kid like mm-hmm. you know with you being like 12, 12 or fifteen years old, I was yeah. like very very shocked you know to hear that they recommended that surgery. And especially yeah. you know you're you're still growing right mm-hmm. eleven totally. fifteen like you know still yeah. still going through puberty like your bones spines your yeah. tissues are still moving and stuff. And so there's, you know there's so many different things that you're able to do right. like with without um you know being from like a surgery standpoint that yeah. you're able to kind of you know make modifications still kind of live like a pain free life. So um you know yeah. well. I wonder that too, you know, because I was still growing and I literally was 12 years old when we did this. I'm like, what if I just needed to grow a little more yeah. and it would have stretched out or whatever, you know? Were you, like were my you in pain? Changed. No. No. Oh no. my God. That, no. that infuriates me. I know. I didn't have great posture. I mean, yeah. like I was a little chubby I mean, and like well, in my well, stomach well. and I'm like, I feel like I just kind of like stuck, you know, like just like kind of leaning forward yeah. that kyphotic posture but i mean like you look at all the no. other kids around oh, yeah. every kid is going to have quote quote shitty posture right yeah. i mean it's just like we're we're on our phones and stuff i, I mean, mean but they're not having any kind of pain that's yeah, the thing exactly. and it's just like i was fine i felt fine i don't remember ever having pain until we got the surgery so that's why it was like why did we do this yeah but, you know. i mean not <laughs> i feel like we're just gonna like, go, go on a tangent here but i mean like not not to completely knock a surgery but i mean like i've had so many patients that like have kind of been, been in your situation where where like they think that like surgery is like a end-all be-all like yeah. fix and they think that like their situation is going to be completely fixed um once they have the surgery right mm-hmm. once they correct that like structural you know abnormality everything's going to go away but in reality right. like they go get the surgery and they come out and they still have pain. Yeah. So it's like, what? Okay, we fixed, you know, the quote, quote, structural abnormality, but exactly. why, why are we still having pain? And so, again, that just kind of lets yeah. us know, hey, like pain, again, is derived from so many different, so many different, um, you know, uh, 
uh, different sources rather mm-hmm. than just from like anatomical uh, structure point. Do you, do you yeah. see that a lot in your uh, in your practice? So I've had several clients who have had um, either if they've been through like a car accident. I have one who was uh, ran over by a car. He was on a motorcycle. He had lots of uh, surgeries. So he had he has at least two fusions. And he does well, like, you know, he actually, he actually had like disc damage and um, like a cracked vertebrae, like very painful stuff going on, which I'm like, yeah, fuse that. Don't let that move. That sounds really dangerous. But um, yeah, I've had multiple people. I have people who have rods on their um, femur from cracking them, biking, all sorts of issues like that, that I see. And a ton of people who have crooked backs. Yeah, I say crooked backs because I'm not just going to call them it scoliosis because I don't know, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not deciding if it's functional or if they're born that way but so many people have an issue of like one leg being longer than the other and that could be from a weak glutes or sitting weird in your chair for years or anything like that so and every time i see that i'm like you need to strengthen your glutes and your hips and your core start doing squats whatever go see a pt go see peter like that's been my most recent thing i'm like oh i hear he's great haven't met him yet but (laughs) now you're coming on to the podcast right right i mean so many of my clients have said um wonderful things about you being able to help them so yeah i mean like muscular strength and getting a, a strong foundation is so important with your posture it's literally like the basis of it i think i believe um, so I, I tell everyone that in a lot of people who come in and have chronic pain, unfortunately, they're the people who are not very active. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it goes hand in hand. You just have to move and you have to be strong in order to have proper posture and not be in pain. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, first of all, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, like with a lot of the people that you see, right, um, with, mm-hmm. with like chronic pain and stuff, do you feel like... Um, things other than from like a structural uh, muscular standpoint can affect their pain, you know, such as things such as their psychological um, health, their mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really interesting thing that I have really been uh, digging into the past few years. And it's like, you know, uh, once you practice something for a while, you start to notice things that they don't teach you in school. Um, So, I mean, I, I talk with some people that I that I work with often, and uh, some people don't talk at all, and that's fine, but some people come in and they just spill. Mm-hmm. I know some people go through, um, they have a very stressful life, or they've gone through a lot of trauma, or they have things that you know really bother them that they're not letting go of, and I believe that the emotional and mental um, pain, or you know, just, just having like things that you're not working on and processing, is totally uh, transferable to the physical body. So, I mean, your central nervous system, it is completely related to how you interpret pain and how you how your whole body functions, really. And if you're in, um, if you're really stressed out, you're in f- uh, flight or fight mode all the time, you're not letting go of things, your muscles aren't able to relax, you don't get good sleep, um, your, all of your organs and your whole body is not going through the repairing processes that it needs to when you are at your resting state. So if you're constantly stressed out and, um, you know, just not feeling well mentally or emotionally, then that 100% bleeds over into your physical body. And I, I tell people all the time, I really harp on like relaxing and feeling good. And a lot of people think, oh, it's just a massage studio. Of course, you just want to zen and relax. I'm like, no, like seriously, you need to chill out. (laughs) So like, you know, I I offer things and I I suggest products that make people like I tell people to meditate. You need to sit down and be quiet and and breathe. 
deep and, and let, let your muscles flow and just like, just release. Um, but all that stuff is, is super important, I think, to overall well-being. So, mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. Have you ever heard of, um, I use all the time, the stress bucket analogy? Stress bucket? Yeah. No. no. So, yeah, so the stress bucket is uh, something that I tell people all the time. So it's just like our lives, um, you know, we basically have, it's just this giant bucket, right? And uh-huh. all of our um, different stresses of our life kind of go into it, right? So we have things like, you know, just like work stress, right? Um, exercise, exercise is a form of stress, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and all these different other things that are stressing on our body, right? And so we have to find a way to, um, you know, let some of the stressors out, right? So yeah. things such as like, you know, get enough sleep, mm-hmm. um, you know, relaxing, uh, recovering, get enough nutrition, right? That yeah. are, that those are all different things that we're able to kind of let let out through our bucket of stress right yeah but then um, when we kind of have all these different things that pile up and pile up and pile up and we don't let any of it out the bucket overflows right, right. and that's typically where the majority of times where we see kind of pain pain come on right and right you know, we typically see that, like i swear i see this like every other day with like some some of the crossfit athletes that we treat right so they'll all of a sudden they'll you know go through a workout they've done hundreds of times before you know at like a very weight a very manageable weight that they're able to handle right but the next day all of a sudden they wake up with shoulder pain right oh, okay. and it's like hey well like what's going on like you know and then you dig a little bit deeper into some of their like their life stress oh i just got a new job oh, oh like yeah. sudden sudden death in the family and then again now intense. now they're yeah they're intense right they're in flight fight flight mode and yeah. then now they're only getting like three hours of sleep and then oh, yeah. you take all that all those stressors and you go into workout and you add on you know even more kind of physical stress right. boom, that's kind of where you know the stress bucket um overflows and stuff and yeah, so absolutely. um that's yeah that's just kind of like an analogy um i'll, I'll kind of let people know and so i mean right. yeah it's, it's crazy it's because like you'll see people again right with like chronic pain so there's no actual kind of physical damage but they're just like constantly constantly stressed right yeah. and it's like hey like how do we address this it hurts i mean and and i've like you know whether or not this is like provable by science or whatever but I, I've read a lot of um, people who speak on I guess like more of like a deeper spiritual level like okay if you have neck pain that means that you're not expressing your emotions enough mm-hmm. like it hurts there or if you your you know your heart is broken you have you suffered a major loss or trauma like you have chest pain or shoulder pain or just all kinds of things it's very interesting how the body uses energy and stores yeah and it expresses itself yeah Yeah, definitely so that's a big reason why i really love yoga um because i feel like it just especially like power yoga and heated even though it's it's really tough (laughs) yeah talk to me about power yoga so the only the only yoga um that i've kind of that i'm a little more familiar with is really kind of like hot yoga where you just go in and you like steam and like 110 degrees temperature and go through the movements but what's what's power yoga most of the power yoga classes that i've been to are heated honestly um but i mean it's just a more intense flow it's not something that you're just like you know not always just chilling just doing nice stretching like a lot of it is intense holds and balances that you're you know you're shaking you're sweating a lot so you're going to get a really high intensity workout so um but just doing that i feel like the heat really just it's like a whole mental thing melts you just your gotta, troubles away yeah it does you gotta you gotta like push through that and then once you get to it it's like man that was just like a therapy session but um the heat also melts your fascia which is amazing a, a fascia is really interesting too that's a whole 
another thing I could go down. But um, yeah, so just getting really hot and sweaty and twisting your body in certain ways to like wring out stress and stored emotions and tension, especially when you do like the abdominal twist. I feel like that's amazing for your stomach. I feel mm -hmm. like my whole body just works better when I do a hot yoga class. It's like everything has been like rinsed and renewed and right. So like I'll sweat it out. We've got all the toxins released. It's amazing. So I love that. Yeah. And so, so you do power yoga and then I know you mentioned uh, meditation before. Is that something that you practice yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah, I do that on my own at home. I started to do, um, this non-negotiable morning routine for myself several years ago. I love that. Um, especially since I've been years, how, how many years several, now? Several. So I've been a therapist for over six years. A little and, over six. and you started implementing this daily routine six years uh, ago or not exactly at first. I was not the best. Um, I did not take care of myself as great as I should have been in the first couple of years of being mm -hmm. a massage therapist. I was up bartending part-time still just trying to make things meet. And that's just what I came from. Like I was, I was a full-time bartender server, whatever. I always worked in that industry. Mm -hmm. So it was hard for me to come away from the money and also just like, okay, I'm scared to take the sleep. So I kind of hesitated for a little bit, but the more I like just trusted that it would work out and I started, you know, obviously building up like, a clientele base on my mm -hmm. own I was like okay I've got to let go of this and really just dive in but once I um really made it a priority to wake up like extra early before I have to do anything and meditate sit on the ground like I drink coffee every morning and just sit uh, I make my clients laugh all the time because I'm like okay if your lower back is tight sit on the floor in front of a heater in the morning they're like what and I'm like, yeah, I, I do this all the time. If I wake up and I have tension yeah. in my lower back, like I put a little space heater and I blast it on my back and then I lay down and I hear like six adjustments and they're like, okay, it's like weird in the middle of summer. But yeah, I do that and it feels great. But just taking that time to sit and be with yourself and just um, breathe and just become balanced is, is really important for having a great day. And again, just going back to like the mental physical connection. If I don't do that, like I just want to like, punch the wall by like 2 p.m. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> seriously. No, I, I love so, that. I, I, yeah. I kind of have something similar too, where it's just, again, like almost like a daily, daily ritual, right? Yeah. And it kind of just, again, it prepares your mind for the day, really, I feel yeah. like. And a lot of times, like the days where, you know, that I don't make that a priority, I'm like just all over the place. Lost. Yeah. I know. I, I can't not do it. Like even if I'm out of town or staying in a hotel, like I... I have to like just sit and collect my thoughts and I meditate. I breathe deeply. I do uh, certain meditation practices that I've learned years ago and that I just, they just stick with me. Like I really like to write too and journal and that's really important for me with like processing things and just getting things out of my head. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, obviously like with the work I do, I want to be completely focused and it's a very, I feel that uh, massage is very like emotionally connected thing with people and for I want sure. to be completely yeah. present for them and hold that space for them. It's their time. So I try to put all my stuff aside and be in a strong mental and physical state before I come into my studio. So that's all necessary. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Thanks. <laughs> what, uh, what meditation, um, techniques are you using? Um, well, one that I learned in school, so I have known this for a while, um, is the, if I'm saying it in the right order. So it's rooting grounding and shielding it's actually like um a, kind of a visual meditation mm -hmm. so you basically uh, you're deep breathing you just close your eyes and you imagine um you can do the seated or like seated on the ground or seated in a chair mm -hmm. and you envision growing roots into the ground and then like slowly from your body and you like with every breath they grow deeper into the ground to mm -hmm. give yourself like a strong foundation um and then you do the 
Is it rooting? Grounding. Grounding. So yep. that was the grounding and rooting. I might have this backwards, but typically I just focus on the rooting first and then and just imagine the roots coming up and kind of coming up over your body and mm -hmm. like giving you that strong foundation. And then the shielding is more of like an energy protective thing. And that's like uh, kind of like taken from Reiki as well, which is cool. an energy practice with massage, but that's, uh, you're, you're just breathing deeply and inhaling and exhaling and imagining like a clear bubble around your whole body. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the idea is to only let in things that you want to. And so you're strong and resistant to like anyone that comes in encounter with you that's like having a bad day or if they have like bad energy, whatever. So it's just kind of like a, puts you in a good position to be strong and give you like a, a great way to, to start your day and be you know, resilient to whatever you come across. I love that. Yeah. Um, how long does that usually take the rooting grounding? And I mean, you can do it and you can do it a long time, like 20 minutes or you can, I can, I mean, I can just do it in like five minutes. It depends on how comfortable you are with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can make it a quick thing or a long thing. Depends on how strong you want your bubble to be, I guess. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm going to be there for like an hour. Then I was uh, like, man, right? let me make my bubble as strong mm -hmm. as possible. I know it's cool. It's, it's nice once you get into it and start like really feeling yeah. like comfortable with it. Um, okay. I think like meditation is kind of a hard thing for a lot of people to get into, but cause I mean, I suggest it to a lot of people and they're like, I'm I mean, like, terrible We're, we're just it. all over the place. You know, like we the world are. we live in is just so busy. Yeah. It's constantly moving in and out. And like to suggest to someone like, Hey, just sit, sit there and not do anything. Sit it sounds down and crazy. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great advice. Honestly, it's, it's hard to, to accept that at first, not doing anything. But even just setting timers, like when I first started out, like I was like, there's no way that I can sit there for 15 minutes. And then, um, you know, I do like five minutes at first, just breathe and just focus on no thoughts. Anytime they come up, just hit them away, you know? Um, just try to think of clarity, nothing, keep your eyes closed, breathe deeply, big belly breaths. And it feels really nice to just sit there and be just not thinking of anything. It's such a great feeling. Yeah. And then as, as you get better at it, you can, do it for longer. I mean, some people meditate for an hour, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's crazy to think about, but it's, it's something very to work up helpful. To. Yes. Yeah, I bet. And that's, that's very good for your body as well. That is going into rest and digest, even though you're awake. Mm -hmm. So that's really beneficial for your body. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, so because again, like I'm kind of like physical therapy being the same way, it's like, it's a very emotional, emotionally connected you know industry right and same mm -hmm. thing with massage and so like how do you like i guess like separate that from your own personal life right so again like a lot of times like for me at least um this is something i struggle with you know at the end of the day you know i've seen seen a ton of people and you're listening to you know all their pain points and stuff and it's just like a lot of times it's it's hard to kind of process that all yeah. and then just kind of leave that at work and not carry that home with you right and so mm -hmm. you know like what are you what are you doing like at the end of the day to kind of help help with all that like emotional stuff well i mean that whole morning meditation shielding process is necessary because at first when i wasn't shielding myself i would come home and be a mess sometimes because some i i mean i've seen all sorts of situations like people come in and they feel very comfortable it's very vulnerable situation sometimes you're just laying there in the room and someone's making you feel good if you're really upset or you're stressed out like people cry people share a lot of deep stuff with me yeah. you know it's it's very intimate sometimes so I absolutely have to make sure that I process that in a safe way or else it does uh, bleed over into my life so 
But in the evenings, I mean, I just try to make sure that I always take some time before like talking to anyone else when I get home from work. Like I'm not just going to go and like spill to my to my boyfriend and be like, yeah. listen, what happened? And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go lay on the floor. He knows Dude, when I stay. You ever stay. just like sit in the car outside? It's sometimes. I do that. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been realizing that. I've been just doing that like more and more recently. It's just like I, I'll space. pull up yeah, and I'll just sit in the car and just like just sit there. Yeah, just breathe. Yeah. I sometimes actually do that at the studio before I leave because I've got this big comfy bed with like the heat on it. Mm-hmm. So once I like undress the bed for the day, like pull the sheets off, I'll just like lay on it and breathe. And it feels really nice to just lay flat mm-hmm. and so- on something hot. I love heat. I guess you couldn't tell. But um, yeah, good thing so, you live so, in Florida. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like a lizard. So I, I either try to decompress there or like when I get home, I try to just like I say that I. I lay on the floor i like to lay down and just like stretch and just breathe and just try to release but you know journaling helps if if there's something tough that i'm trying to mull over and i just kind of want to release it i always think that that's the best thing to do with something that requires more thought or is taking up too much space in your head just Mm -hmm. put it on paper and you're it's like okay it's there when i need it i don't have to keep thinking about it so that's a good way of letting go of that um think like that transference the client and practitioner transference that can happen sometimes Mm -hmm. so i like that yeah awesome and so um let's talk a little bit about some you know misconceptions or myths about massage maybe yeah are there any kind of like things that people come in with like i don't know preconceived expectations or stuff that you're just like no um well preconceived um well some people think that massage is just for like spa like fluff and buff type of stuff like i've had a lot of with the cucumbers over the eyes yes like just rub some lotion on me play some zen music whatever and um a lot of people think that it is not going to help them at all i've had a lot of like husbands of wives that i work on come in for their first massage ever and they like they're like whatever my wife's making me do this i have a bad back i don't think this is going to help like really grumpy but it actually winds up being super beneficial for them um so that's definitely a thing that i feel like i don't know i I feel like more men do say that but then there's a lot of guys that i work on that are like super like like ride or die like massage therapist fans Mm -hmm. so they fully understand um how helpful it can be especially when um you know practice regularly um trying to think of what else I don't feel like I really want to get into this, but uh, then there's also like some an unfortunate circumstances where some men are like think of it as like a sexual thing and call like that. But it, it's it's that's not something I have to deal with often. Mm-hmm. Just but that's like a weird misconception. Oh, it's a massage parlor. But um, yeah, we all have to deal with that at some point. Just for sure. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I have to think about that a little more. I, okay. I can't really think of anything else right now. Myths. That's pretty yeah. good. I mean, yeah. like for, for us, at least with like physical therapy, like, yeah. I don't know, like maybe just like over the years, like people just ha- have some expectations that like, hey, physical therapy is just like, hey, you go in, get get some manual therapy, do some easy banded exercises, and mm-hmm. that's it. You leave, right? And so yeah. like, I don't know, like one of, one of the goals that we, we have here is really just kind of like, um, like... <laughs> what we call like violating expectations but it's just like cha- changing the status quo right and so i don't know like they call it physical therapy physical for 
for a reason, right? And right. so, like, there's there's a lot of times where people come in, they they leave here, and they're like, "Well, wow. I was like, that's the first time I've sweated in physical therapy." I was oh, like, yeah. "Make physical therapy sweaty again, like, yeah, ch- challenge them, right? Like, <laughs> if you're not on a shirt, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, if you're, if you're not sweating in physical therapy, like, something something's up." But, I agree. Um, yeah, so I always yeah. I always like asking other people in healthcare, "Hey, like, what are, you know, what are some common?" Uh, things that maybe people people have um, and I uh, guess yeah well now that I'm thinking about it more like just on that note I feel like a lot some people think that it is not that beneficial in um, their healing path but like it people I I know a lot of my clients go and see chiropractors often and they're Mm -hmm. like okay well is this gonna help me more like some people will ask me do you think that I should just go to the chiropractor or should I see you and I'm like both like your your adjustments not gonna stick if your muscles are super hard and they're um, you know, you're, you're uneven and imbalanced. So it, it, it can be extremely helpful when recovering from an injury, from, um, you know, breaking down really stiff tissue and, and people like, like myself that have had surgery or people that just have chronic pain and, you know, tension and need to fix things. Like we can, we can help break down a frozen shoulder, mm-hmm. like, which is super difficult to deal with For typically. Sure. So it can be, it can be very helpful in like an actual health plan for addressing issues or improving your range of motion and just overall life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think like, especially with like, like y'all are y'all pretty active on uh, Instagram and social media. Uh, I do my best. Yeah. Cause (laughs) I think like, especially with like um, social media these days, it's such like a cool pathway to kind of just, educate and reach like more and more people right mm-hmm. again like hey like let people know hey like surgery isn't your only option like yeah. you don't need surgery and medication at 15 years old and stuff yeah. Like, yeah. so that's that's kind of like one of the one of the cool things that i found um recently or like over the last couple of years with uh, social media and stuff i've been trying to get better at it it's me i'm like i'm too busy i can't i can't make a video but i'm like i've been really getting more motivated lately yeah. like i love seeing stuff that especially like what like a lot of PTs do on Instagram. I'm like, that's so cool to teach people like in a two minute video, yeah. like this is how you can increase your range of motion in your feet or stand straighter. And I'm like, okay, that's huge. Even if these people aren't coming in to see you, like we could be sharing things like that. And yeah. I did a few things during quarantine last year. And I was like, that was still such like a out of my comfort zone thing. But I'm like, all right, you Let's gotta get over Got to kill a little comfort, you know. Uh huh. I know, but I had nothing but time, so I'm like, we can yeah. do this six times. It's all right. You work, work it into your uh, your daily ritual, non-negotiables. Maybe I will. Yeah. Okay. Twenty twenty two goals. Okay. Maybe I will. I gotta get a good setup. So I get a tripod, everything, set up a little corner in my you, room. You have a ring light. No. Get a ring light. Okay. It's I all will. it's all about the ring light. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that does make a big difference. But yeah. Cool. Um. Let me see. I, I want to ask you. So, I mean, like you've been in uh, practice for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, we originally opened the Orange Blossom Studio. The first location was in um, around June 2019. Okay. So we were in business for like, what, like seven, eight months when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, so we were closed between March and May of 2020. And um, yeah, I, I had a team, it was myself and two other therapists before we closed down and things were going okay, mm-hmm. that's it. And um, I feel like I was still just like learning on how to manage a business, how to market and how to get people in there. Like I personally had a pretty good following um, at that point because I'd been working in San Marco and Riverside area for like four years prior. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, and then after we reopened, it, I feel like everything just boomed. Like we either got a lot of clients that their therapist did not return to work or they mm-hmm. still weren't doing it. The, a combination of that, because I did hear that from a lot of new customers, but also the people were just like, okay, I really need to de-stress because what a stressful time, yes. right? Like COVID these, is stressful. Yeah, the most, most stressful thing, the most stressful thing that probably most of us have ever experienced. So I think people really started honing in on their self-care then, and we've seen people people be a lot more consistent with it and really really understand how valuable massage therapy can be in life I so love that. yeah i'm i mean we're very grateful for the growth that we have experienced so far and that our business wasn't completely compromised during mm-hmm. that so it's been a big growth stage yeah so, and y- yeah. Y'all, y'all recently moved to a new location right we did yeah. so like right at our two-year mark i was like okay my lease is up i could re-sign this for one more year because that's all they were going to offer me mm-hmm. and this 875 square foot building that has two rooms mm-hmm. or you know, uh, we got to the point to where every weekend I was calling people or people were calling to get in. I was like, we're booked, we're booked. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, clearly I could fill another room. So I think we should move. So I started looking actually um, earlier this year in like March. And uh, one of the first places I looked at, I found this space and it was double the size of the current location. And it wasn't too far from San Marcos. We're actually in Lakewood now. Nice. So it was perfect. So yeah, we moved into there and we have been trying to expand our offerings slowly but surely. Yeah, um, what do y'all what do y'all have now? Yeah, um, so we expanding. now have so we now have um, five therapists, which is awesome. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, everyone is kind of like has their own little niche. So we have some who specialize in neuromuscular therapy. Um, I do cupping and deep tissue work, mm-hmm. and that's what I love doing. And people who have like postural issues mm-hmm. and um, um, surgery. A car accident recovery and things like that. Then I have some who really love offering prenatal and doing energy work, yeah. all sorts of different uh, modalities and types of work that we offer. So we're pretty adaptable. When people call, I can be like, all right, so what do you need? Is this who we're going to send you we to? We got it all. Yeah. And people are very awesome. particular. You know how some people, like they, they're like, okay, if I don't get this particular kind of therapy, mm-hmm. then it's not going to work, even though I think it's going to, you know, but that's you, got, you gotta meet, it's all about you know kind of meeting them halfway yeah right? it's like yeah. all right like tell me what you're expecting like, mm-hmm. and then, you know we'll, we can kind of go go on from there yeah. i feel like like a lot of times like at the end of the day people just want to reach whatever their goals are right uh-huh. it's like you can have so many different paths to go about doing it, but as long as you kind of get there like it doesn't really matter which path you take right right exactly yeah so we have all sorts of different skills um, from these therapists and then we recently added one of our therapists and she um, offers Thai massage nice and that's been super exciting um, what is what is Thai massage Thai massage is really cool so it's done on the ground on a mat um, of course it stems from Thailand um, but you stay clothed so it's a lot of um, like deep fascia work. Like they're stretching your body and twisting you and doing like like rocking motions and things like that. So it's not like they're not going onto certain knots and using their fingers often and, and doing like very specific work. It's more of like stretching broader planes of the body. It's super cool. Uh, it's, you know, I have to like check it out sometime, but it's, it's very interesting. It feels amazing. It's very helpful in a different way. 
but um yeah i love it we've been really excited about that so she recently did training she's done several workshops but she actually flew out today to go to greece to uh do another thai massage workshop that's awesome So yeah she's very into it all all the way to greece Greece, well hey if you're you're gonna go do a workshop might as well go to a place that's absolutely beautiful for sure yeah so she's going there to expand her horizons on that so i'm super excited for her to do that and come back and share what she's learned that's awesome yeah yeah it sounds like y'all y'all got a whole breadth of uh different different types of uh massage and manual manual stuff which is phenomenal definitely Um, and in this fall we're planning to also get our backyard up and running I, i need to like install some pavers out there and get it nice and uh you know kind of where we can hang out there and we're going to start doing outdoor yoga nice so, okay yeah, we don't have enough space to do it inside but it's going to be it's going to be a really pretty setup so once we get that done that'll be really cool too that's yeah. awesome well i can't yeah. can't wait to check it out yeah and so okay so you've been in uh as a, as a massage therapist for about seven years now right i'm a little over six so yeah. a little over mm-hmm. six okay yeah i mean like how have you seen kind of anything changing, you know, just whether it be your own uh, philosophies or like techniques mm-hmm. from like when you first kind of started to where you are now? Yeah, definitely. Um, philosophies have definitely changed. I feel like I'm always learning. Um, I want to say like more so, I think I mentioned this earlier, but more in the past few years, I've been really telling people how important it is to uh, exercise and like really build strength versus like, sure, come see me every week or two weeks if you want to. I I get a little uh, hesitant when people say that they want to come in and see me every single week because I'm like, okay, that means that what we're doing isn't working. It's mm-hmm. not sticking. I mean, I'd love for you to come in and support my business, yeah. of course, and I love seeing you, but I think that's, you know, we need to add in something else into your regimen if, if the massage is only lasting six days. Yeah. So um, I think my philosophy on that has changed a little bit because at first, you know, I was just whatever i'll let anyone come in as often as you want but i definitely especially since my books became so full i actually closed my books down a few months back but i will be opening them up again soon i i just i couldn't you guys hear that get that's right you want to get on get get on the wait list (laughs) yeah you have to because i was booked out about two months and i was just it it just became like unfair how long some people had to wait i'm like okay i think i need to pump the brakes for a second so yeah um, but I, I try to definitely suggest um, more alternative therapies to help with this, like complementary things. Like I, I keep cards up front for people that I'm like, okay, you need to go see this person. Like um, my acupuncturist that I swear by, that I've been seeing him for five years. He, that, it, that changed my life too with my back pain and everything. So some people have chronic things that are really tough to release and um, they can't really get a pain relief from or if they have chronic stress or tension and they need to seriously chill out Mm -hmm. like acupuncture you need to go and go asap um so that's awesome i also have cards for yoga from yoga den and avondale which i love going there so i've really been um trying to to help them in other ways, not just me, because I, I don't think that massage is, is the cure all for everything. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's super helpful and um, it can be very important in the plan, but it's it's not just, you don't just get your massages and expect it to completely fix you. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it does, but typically no, and that's not gonna be forever. <laughs> yeah, and I think like with like healthcare, like really the goal is to 
get them to be as independent as possible. Yeah. Right? yeah it's like totally. people like tell, tell me this all the time. It's like, dude, like PT is such a bad business model. <laughs> like you're teaching them how to I get know. better. And get so, so that, so that they don't have to come <laughs> and see you. But I'm like, at the end of the day, it's like, there's so many people yeah. in pain. There's so many there's people so many. to be helped. And like, oh, if yeah. they learn how to take care of their own body, it's like, boom, now they're going to tell all their friends and stuff. And, oh yeah. And it's, it's never it's, ending. Yeah. There's tons of people in Jacksonville that need you. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, awesome. Well, um, this was an awesome conversation. Um, cool. I know you're super, super busy and stuff. So thank you yeah. for taking the time out of your day to, uh, hop on the podcast, but, um, where can people get in contact with you, Caitlin? Yeah. So we are on Instagram at the orange blossom studio, Jacks, J A X. Um, we have, we are on Facebook as well. And yeah, our website is the orange blossom studio, com. So pretty easy to find. And we have online booking, and you can always call us to schedule an appointment, or if you have any questions about anything, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, yeah, guys, get go 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 check them out. Um, I know if y- y'all want to get on Caitlin's schedule, you have to book three <laughs> three three months out or so. But um, not anymore. Definitely check them out. Um, so yeah, well, thank thank you again for your time, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Instagram at the Healthy Jacks Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and let us know if you have any topics or guests that you would like us to bring onto the show. Thank you again for tuning in, and until next time, stay healthy and keep moving, Jacksonville.